0: Welcome to episode nine of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. My name is Taylor Ringold, and I'm here with my co-host Griffin Warner. We're back at it. We have a ton on this slate. We have best bets from Friday. We have the recap of our series spotlight from Friday. News and notes Then we're going to give you this weird, very, very short Monday slate. And then, of course, at the end of our show, we'll do the best bets. For monday's slate of games griffin how was your weekend and did you watch a lot of baseball like i did i actually did watch a lot
1: of baseball um i uh weekend was uh a little bit up and down um unfortunately our our best bets from friday's podcast Ugh, uh gross. went oh and two our first oh and two of the season um
0: not, not blessed. great last
1: Hopefully our last, probably not, it probably will happen again, but hopefully few and far between. Unfortunately, both of our selections, um, I, unfortunately I was watching them along and we both had leads in the eighth inning. Uh, The Brewers on my side, the White Sox on your side, uh, both blown up in the eighth inning. And uh, that unfortunately wasn't the only time that hit me this weekend because the uh, good old, Tampa Bay Rays. Well, I guess more so for me is the Red Sox blowing a two nothing lead in the tenth with a nice two out error, two run shot to lose a game three two. They were getting no hit for nine innings, so I'll put that out there. But pretty disappointing to lose a two nothing lead uh, with two outs and uh, a ground ball to second base. Um, and I am going to let that go because it doesn't help to uh, <laughs> to stick with the losers. Because uh, I felt bad enough about it for twenty four hours already.
0: You know, I was thinking about these, uh, this twin series, the White Sox one and uh, White Sox twins, and I'm just saying, dude, are, is it time to worry about the White Sox? Like, uh... I, I mean, it, I, I'm sick of betting on them because they're, they're, they're talented. Yes, the rotation is kind of shady since everyone's getting hurt. But Griff, man, if you're, like, betting, if, if we're, our listeners who – I got to say, you guys are tweeting at us and you guys are commenting on our tweets. We appreciate it. it. Keep it coming. And if you're feeling the pain that I felt this past week, weekend with the White Sox, please tweet at me because this White Sox team is in shambles right now.
1: So we're going to go through our our series showdown uh, from Friday that we talked about and kind of give, give you what we thought about what happened this weekend, especially on a pretty light Monday card. Uh, but Crazy, specifically man. to the White Sox. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm worried. I mean, they have giants that play outfield, uh, Eloy Jimenez <laughs> and uh, Luis Robert, who ne- are never healthy. I mean, Robert like yeah, Byron is playing, which is nice. Uh, yeah, good good weekend for him, by the way, uh, especially today. But I, I gotta say, I'm worried about the White Sox because they have these huge guys that are never healthy, and once those guys go down. The depth on that squad is non-existent. Lurie Garcia hitting third in the middle of last week was, was really not great. Real um, and then in today's game, I mean, uh, and I'll let you get, get on the uh, Byron Buxton wagon like you've been driving for a while. Um, so I, right. I'm not going to say you're just getting on it today. You've been on it forever, it seems. But uh, I got to say a little worried about Liam Hendricks coming in, reaching for a, a weird throwback from, from Yasmani Grandal, wincing, and then all of a sudden throwing his fastball up, down, and then right into the center of Byron Buxton's barrel to lose that game today. And if he's yeah. not good, uh, the rest of that bullpen has been bad. They traded Craig Kimball thinking it was going to be the strength of their team, and they had an extra arm. Uh, I don't love that idea right now.
0: You know, going into the season, the bullpen was the best in, bu- in baseball, in my opinion. And then, look, you can't – I don't care who you are. You don't throw a middle-middle fastball to Byron Buxton. I know – Middle, middle man, that turns into 469 feet le- over the left field second deck. So we'll get into that in a second. But did that
1: did that ball land yet? I'm not. I'm not. I sure. don't
0: know, dude. I don't know. But I, there's a couple of series that we talked about in the, in our series spotlight. You want to jump in right now with that? Because yeah, my series, go- my, go- series go- my series, my series was great. Dodgers Padres. It lived up to the hype. Kershaw pitched pretty damn well today. I just want to pick up his line right now um they they had a 10 to 4 10 to 2 victory and kershaw sorry ladies and gentlemen kershaw went five innings three k's not that bad but the bullpen was there we had cody ballinger hit two home runs you had a walk off the night before this is i told you guys on friday If you want a series to watch i know it's a west coast game if you're an east coast guy like myself i get it it's late at night but if you want to bet on these kind of games man these are the games you want to bet on because there it's high intensity down to the wire you know me right now I'm always liking the storylines this was a great series to watch
1: yeah I'm, I'm into it I was watching it certainly whenever I could this weekend um I Sean Mania today was kind of what we expect I think or at least what I expect from him is, is a guy that doesn't have swing and miss stuff and when you face the Dodgers you can't survive in, in that type of fashion I think he had a little bit of bad luck I think there's a reliever that came in and allowed a grand slam or some long home run today. But um, Tyler Anderson pitched fairly well and kind of a spot start for the Dodgers. If they can get something out of him, swing and miss stuff has always been good for him as well. Um, I was kind of surprised the Padres are in a pretty good position to win on Friday and then end up losing the game. Did salvage one of the series games uh, at home though, losing a series to Dodgers. Not a great start because you need to win those uh, to get yourself in a position to make the playoffs. I think I'm, I'm fully in your side of the boat now, though. I don't think the Padres are a playoff team, and even when Tatis comes back, I feel like they're going to be a team I want to bet against because he's going to drive a ton of money in the market, and I don't really think it's deserved because they're they don't seem that good to me.
0: You know, it's you know they're 17 games in, they're ten and seven. Uh, it, it's I hate being the guy, and I, and I and a lot of people do it. A lot of people doing our business, we just judge too fast and. You know, we judge guys, we judge teams like, oh, the Dodgers 11-4, their best team in baseball, the Giants 11-5, the New York Mets are 12 wins. We're going crazy. The Oakland A's have eight wins, you know, but there is, you know, we have seven, almost 20 games in. We can get a nice tell of maybe what this team could look like a little bit, a little, little, you know, glimpse what we can see. And Griff, I think you're kind of right here. This team is, this team has the talent but the pieces need to come together. So a lot of time left, a lot of, a lot of daylight left. What I, like I to mean, say. good, good start.
1: And and certainly like nothing to sneeze at that record right now. A lot of teams have, have started more slowly than that. Um, I think what we're, we're in a position where we basically mingle our preseason expectations and see what we need to change. I, I think after 20 games is probably too soon, but I mean, we're building that uh, that sample size as we go forward and, uh, I think if you're ready, I'll switch to the My Series Spotlight. Which I was... do have a question for you. Okay, though, go and ahead.
0: Question you with the Padres being like a ten and seventeen right now, and you know, Griff, you know, they got talent, and there's a little shakeup. Are you confident in betting with betting with them majority of the season as a, as a better listening right now? Or would you be okay with betting on the Padres a few nights a week? I mean. I'm okay with betting on the Orioles at this point. So, like you can bet on anybody
1: and <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, I, I really almost did on Friday night, and I'm really sad that I didn't because read that MERS is just someone you should bet against forever, I think. Um, so I think there are there's a time and the place and a place to bet on any team and any sport at any time. Certainly you can lose. But uh, my current situation right now is if I'm looking at it's hard to say without a, a game in front of us, but any Padre game that I'm looking at, I think they're overvalued, and I'm looking to bet against them far more than I'm looking to bet on them. And that's how I plan to be um, really going forward until their record reflects the team that I think they are. Because I don't think they're as deep as, or as talented as, as we thought they were last year. I think they're worse. I think they're going to really miss Fernando Tatis. I mean, Cronenworth, if he's not hitting in that lineup, I think it gets a lot shorter in terms of threats and I, you know, Dodgers could have swept the series. Um, they certainly could have lost two out of three as well. Um, and it's hard to, I guess, measure them up against probably the best team in the league that we both have winning the world series. But um, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm looking to bet against the Charter, see, well, Chargers. Sorry, the Padres far more than, <laughs> I guess
0: I'm looking to bet against the Chargers too. <laughs> All right. So why don't we get into your series spotlight? Okay. And yeah. News so, and notes. Yeah. I'll take that over. Um,
1: so I was most interested in the the Jays visiting the Astros and felt like it was gonna be a, a real good testing grounds for the Toronto Blue Jays to see if this young team that doesn't really work counts that kind of swings at fastballs early um and see what happens there. And I gotta say, uh, Jays almost swept the Astros on the road. Uh very close today, had a lead in extra innings, came back from the dead, were down uh five two, six two, I think. Five two and then the game tied the game up. Uh on a three-run shot, Luis Garcia stupidly went middle middle with a 3-1 pitch. I think the theme of today's episode is don't throw the ball middle middle, middle to middle. really anybody in the big leagues, yeah. but Zach Collins today, tie that up. And the Jays were in a good position to win that game. Um, I don't know if it's like a crisis time for the Astros necessarily, but I feel like these are the prove-it-to-me type of performances that the Jays need to really deliver before I believe in who they are. Uh, I still love them as an underdog. I feel like every time they go to the Bronx, I'm going to be looking to bet against them. I know we'll have our our weekly or every episode, uh, Yankees oh my God. corner coming up go. soon. There but we go. I got to say, uh, Jays passed with flying colors this weekend, almost got a road sweep at Houston. What did you think about that series?
0: Like I said on Friday's episode, this is a playoff series matchup. This is a September October series matchup in the month of April. We ended this series off with a bang with a Jeremy Pena walk-off home run. I think this is a great way to end a series, a weekend series. If you're an Astros fan, if you're, betting, if you're a betting man or, or a betting person on the Astros, this is, was a perfect way to end a series. Um, I'm definitely a firm believer how good the Blue Jays are. Rough way to end it. Yeah, this was more of an Astros series than a Blue Jays series, if you know thinking what I'm saying here. It's more important to the Astros right now. But, look, um, I didn't think Jeremy Pena would be hitting a walk-off home run today. That's not what I saw. But, look, people are, are looking at him as the next Correa. Um, that's a lot. the Big shoes to fill in. Yeah. But for for a guy who has all his, you know, who's had his w- share of walk-off home runs, we'll get into news and notes. This is what we call the segue in the biz. o ah. Cabrera had its 3,000th hit. He's a thirty third member, all time thirty third player in the uh what's it called three thousand hit club. What are your thoughts on on that historic event? I mean, I wish I bet on. Hey, why don't we bet on Miguel Cabrera to get over one and a half hits? Talk about a lock and loaded bet. I, and I didn't do it. I was so busy. I w- I was busy watching, um, really the Yankees, and I kind of missed out on the whole Miguel Cabrera thing. So. Well Why I'm do you glad, your take on
1: that? I, I'm glad that you uh, got to see another member of the club. Um, congratulations to Miguel Cabrera. Awesome career. Um, he's kind of been a corpse for three years, but um, you know, at least he's still in the lineup adding hits to his his tally. Um, don't know if there's any shenanigans because a fellow Venezuelan served up the 3,000th hit. I believe oh, Antonio Sanzitella gave it to him. Stop. Um, no way. That's but I'm, cool. glad, I'm glad you're excited. I mean, I, I really do like Miggy. I'm, I'm a fan of his from before. I'm just not really a fan of his production in the last three years, as I'm saying, maybe even longer than that. Sure. But like course. when you sign a 10-year contract with a Detroit Tigers owner who was like, we want to win the Cir- World Series before I die which I don't think he ever did, unfortunately. But they had some good teams back then. I still they think did. of Scherzer, David Price, and Justin Verlander with Miggy on that team somehow making the World Series and not winning it. But um, awesome run for him. I mean, he had such a great career. I mean, his time in,
0: in – when, back
1: when they called him the Florida Marlins. That's um, right, man. Pretty, no, pretty he was, cool. Um, he was so um, good I'm, back then, I'm too. I'm happy for him.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it was – he's one of my favorite players of all time. And like I said before, I, I wish – I bet on – on him to get a freaking hit or more than one hit, but a team that absolutely tore the cover off the ball this weekend was the Cubbies. They scored 21 runs on Saturday. I mean, I wish, uh, see this man, I wish I can go back in time and talk to my present Taylor at the moment and say, Hey, Taylor, you know what? The Pirates just love giving up home runs and just a ton of runs. Why don't you pick on the Cubs who have a decent lineup? They're okay lineup. Suzuki, Schwindel, you know, Nico Horner's not terrible. They could smack the ball around a little bit. I just said Nico Horner's not terrible. He's actually really bad at hitting. Um, But anyway, 21 runs. If you're a betting man and you look at that, do you say to yourself, why did I not bet on 21 runs? Like, why didn't I bet on watch looking at the line and looking at the matchup? Well, I'm mad at I, I got to I
1: gotta, I gotta ask you, Taylor, um, Okay, does the 21 runs that the Cubs scored on Saturday, does that overcome the other three games of the series that they lost? Uh, I'm just curious. Absolutely.
0: I mean, <laughs> when you I mean, score so 21 yes, runs, yes. yes. For
1: run differential purposes, yes, the Cubs do look like they won the series at a total of <laughs> 21 plus three plus three plus two. So that is 29. I got to take my shoes off for that one versus the Pirates who scored zero in that matchup and four in the other three. So technically the Pirates lost the series by 17 runs, but they have three wins and one loss in that series. And, uh, you know, I got to say, it's really nice. Chicks dig the long ball. I'm very happy the Cubs could get off uh, 21 runs, probably playing against position players that were pitching, I'm guessing. Um, But I got to say, Pretty good series for the Pirates. Not really sure that they're going to have many of those this year, so maybe we should celebrate that sort of thing.
0: I think we should, and I think our last um, news and notes thing. Um, this is kind of a f- floor for you. How much do you hate Yankee fans? Because <laughs> they embarrassed the fuck out of me being a Yankee whoa, fan. Whoa. I look, I'm spraying f bombs because you know what? You don't. You don't do what they did. They threw were throwing beer cans at, um, you know, Macario. Yeah. What? Their, you, what was? Give that? us
1: the. Give us the the Yankee fan pers- perspective. I, I'm not going to say that you're a bleacher creature or that you've been in there shouting guys' names. I mean, I've I've been in the stadium plenty of times, but I've never sat in the right field area. It seemed like it was more in center or left, though, which I don't it was, really feel like it that's was where the bleachers right,
0: are. It, it, was, it was like right center near the okay. wall. Um, okay. I have been a – I've had – myself a game or two in the bleacher creature talking about Yankees Red Sox back in the day tattoos that are required or no I'm not a psycho no no (laughs) no but you know what from a perspective of a you know look do I chirp a little bit sure you're supposed to chirp it but there's a way of chirping it and then there's a way of being an asshole you know (laughs) and for people at home listening to this if you were sitting and watching this game this isn't every Yankee fan They, these are just all right. I've been cursed just most of them. Just most of
1: them. Hey, oh,
0: oh, no, no, not most of them. Those are just assholes. Okay. Those are just terrible people throwing beer cans at players. There's one thing of being a, a diehard fan and having a fandom and cheering on your team like we all do. And then there's that. So don't be that. Be the normal fan, chirping and having a good time, drinking beer, going out with your family, eating a fucking hot dog. Don't be an ass. But anyway, so it was a weird series. Cole did really well today. If you were, I mean, I, I bet on Cole today. Just letting everybody know, I bet on Cole because it was about damn time he was going to have a nice start, and he did. So there you go. I'm well, happy. Yeah, will I'll
1: I'll let you. I'll let you dine a little bit further on this, and I'm not going to say anything too mean about the Yankee fan base. I promise, but I'm curious. Do you? Uh, how do you feel about the Yanks right now? Because I feel like a couple episodes ago, you were very worried they couldn't hit.
0: Yeah, it, it, there is still some sort of a worry that the, the offense is slowly starting to get it together. They scored ten runs today. We're talking now. If you're listening to this, we are recording on Sunday night, so just want to have everyone confused now. They scored ten runs today. You know, versing the Guardians. They don't have the greatest uh, bullpen, you know, Class A game with the walk-off home run on the walk-off hit to Glaber Torres, 10 runs this uh, on Sunday. It looks like they're starting to click. You know, IKF is batting over 300 in one of the better shortstops offensively, which is hilarious when you compare other shortstops in the American League. Taking Um,
1: Glaber's job.
0: Hey, look, I don't care who's playing shortstop for the Yankees or who's playing the infield. I don't care. to Just perform. DJ had a hell of a day today, um, you know, but, like, guys like uh, Joey Gallo is batting a buck 46. I weigh more than that. If you weigh <laughs> – if your batting average is under my weight, that's a problem. And if you're looking at it as a gambling perspective, take the under and all the time when when Joey Gallo has is at the plate, whatever that well, means. so –
1: I mean, seeing the Yanks right now, and I guess we can do some division hopping as well. Um, but like, I mean, seeing them tied for first with the Jays, it's pretty good. And what will be a really tough division. Uh, also, want to congratulate the Reds for a win today because I think it I know. has been nine or ten in a row that they had lost. So it's hey, nice Reds fans, that they're good still for you, buddies. Good for you. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, from playoff wild card round, not scoring. I think against the Braves a couple of years ago, uh, COVID playoffs, if I remember correctly. To then this, whatever they're putting out there, pretty disappointing. Um, but that's, I mean, I'm happy for him. You know, big win today. Lucas Sims finally got a save, or something like that. Um, you know, it's it's there's some really bad teams in baseball this year. Um, some of those, like you asked earlier, are worth betting from time to time. Uh, I do think the Reds might be one of those teams that are going to be tough to find mon- my money on this year, and I'm going to try to keep <laughs> right. it that way because, like that, what an awful, awful start for them. Um, looking around, I mean, the White Sox also been really struggling as we kind of touched on already. So probably don't need to go too much deeper into that. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things. We're only 20 or 15 games in. So there's going to be a lot that's still left to prove. So we're, we're basically 10 percent of the season is done if so you, far. So we know, got a long in way
0: standings to go. in the American League standings. Every team is, is like somewhat close to each other. I don't know if you're looking at it right now, but like the Rangers are four and a half out. And they're in last place. It's just like you know, we are very early in this game right now, but it's just funny how competitive all these teams are 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 right now. I mean, Orioles have six wins. We okay, they're four back. It's a nice weekend best, series. Best
1: pitching numbers, uh, that I don't think anyone would have expected, though their lineup, I think, also hits at a weight, a weighted percentage that is less than Taylor's
0: weight. Um, with all that said, I hey, hold go hold on. Through... One one thing, oh, you got one thing, yeah. one thing when we'll get into betting. If tweet at me, if you can guess my weight, by the way, that's funny. If you can guess my weight, I will follow you back on Twitter. I don't know. Or I'll, I'll, uh, I, that's probably all I'll do. Okay. I'll spoil it for everyone. Please guess uh,
1: you can hit them up at Taylor Ringgold, but I'm going to guess 169 pounds. Um, with that said, I'm going to move on to <laughs> no the, uh, the baseball schedule for Monday. Go, um, we do have, looks like seven lined games right now so it's a little bit thinner so that's why we went a little bit uh longer on the the pre stuff but thank you for hanging in there and we will give best bets end of show um hopefully we don't get any rainouts this time because that certainly has happened before as well but so looking in uh first first match we have and what, what could be a pretty good series is the giants visiting the brewers two teams that are definitely going to be in the playoff race i think uh sammy long looks like he's going to be the bulk bullpen opener guy uh, for the giants. And then Corbin Burns starting don't really have much in terms of lines for this one, but looks like a number I'm seeing at Circo right now is Corbin Burns over a $2 favorite to Sammy long. And I got to say your guy, Corbin Burns hasn't looked that good though to start this year.
0: I know, but last week I said, just give some of these guys some time like Cole yeah, and Charlie Morton, Burns. I know, but like also you're right. he doesn't look good, but it's against. It's tough, man. Against the Giants, man. We all know the Giants are a scrappy team. They Gabe are. Kappler doesn't give a crap about blowing blowing you guys out. I mean, I don't care. I I, I totally agree with them. It, it, look, I'm not gonna stop scoring. Imagine just stop scoring, going base to base. Uh,
1: how about bring bring our, our in case not everyone was was uh, for screening MLB TV this weekend. Bring us into <laughs> the Gabe Catler part.
0: Yeah, so they gave Kapler and the Giants were, you know, running up the score a little bit, and um, somebody got pissed. And guess what? If you are a betting on games, I would hope that the teams you are watching don't stop stop scoring if there's opportunities to score more runs. I played college baseball, and when we were up 14-2, to we went base-to-base. Even when it was like 10-2, to we started to go base-to-base when it was a blowout late in game because of this unwritten rule of sportsmanship there's been many times over the years where i've been with friends that were betting on games where they had this team to win and they were going to win two, three, four hundred dollars, 400 and they went base to base and they just let the pet, they let the gas off the pedal and guess what happened they lost the game by like five runs because they let up and i'm so I mean, for
1: not to do hey that. you don't you don't have to i still have vivid memories of the Seattle Mariners blowing a game with uh, Edwin Diaz on the mound before he got traded to the Mets when they had like a seven run lead late, late in the game uh, against the angels. I want my teams to keep scoring and never stop scoring. But the sad sad. part about baseball is all these tough guys. They're, they're really, really sensitive for some reason. And uh, Gabe Gabe Kapler seems pretty legit giants always overperform their expectations. I-, I feel like they, as I t- put them out there as a potential dark horse to win the world series, I get, I'm, I'm just, the hard part is ha- being in that division with the Dodgers and playing them 19 or 20 times. But uh, I, I, this I like tomorrow. For I, I think this series is going to be tough for sure. I mean, they're going to be probably dogged in most of it, but, uh, I, you know, Sammy long has got an, a nice little 12 to six curveball, ball and uh, your guy, Corbin burns. I mean, tell us uh, what's he going to do tomorrow? You think he's gone 6 6 innings,
0: 2 runs or do you think he's doing better than that? Hey, I'll take 6 innings. Look, he's 1-0, 2.37 ERA, 22 Ks. It's not, you know, this is it's pretty nice numbers for him, but we're, we're so used to him having 40 strikeouts by the time his freaking third or fourth start. I think this is going to be the 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 start he needs to get himself rolling. So if you're betting on this Brewers uh, Giants game tomorrow, I might be betting heavily on the Brewers tomorrow. Okay. So
1: I mean, do your thing. I, I definitely like the Giants, but uh, we'll see if we get a little bit closer and actually go head-to-head and play something. Next on the list will go, Rockies at the Phillies. Uh, rematch of a series that just happened in Denver. Now they switch, switched, come a little bit, bit further east. Uh, Phillies playing right now at Sunday Night Baseball, so Rockies probably in the air on their way. Kyle Freeland visiting Kyle Gibson. I bet Kyle will win this matchup. Um and Jesus looks Christ. like <laughs> the I mean, hey, we're we're going with a lot of jokes today. Um right. per usual. But we got Goodness. Kyle Gibson, looks like a minus one eighty-four favorite uh current line at home against Kyle Freeland. Um in the battle of the Kyles, not a lot of K's involved besides the the names uh on their birth certificates. Uh I feel like Freeland's gonna be pitching to a little bit more contact than I would want, but that's also what Kyle Gibson does. Um current number is eight and a half for total. Um, I think I'd look over on this one, most likely, because I, I feel like there's are going to be a lot of runs here.
0: I totally agree on the over here. Uh, Kyle Freeland has had – a tough go of it the last few years with the long ball. I think he'd led the league a few times, 20 over 20 plus home runs in his, in his, uh, few last few seasons, but he just got a contract extension. Did you see that? He got a like a five-year contract extension or something. He, he something? did. I mean, he just a few years ago, he was in the
1: running and getting votes for Cy Young.
0: So like I know, making all-star games is incredible. I, it's his fall is incredible, but he's rewarded for it. It's, you know, you can sign it for five years. You give, um chris bryant all the money in the world but you let nolan arenado go i don't understand ownership over there but for I mean, this game they, i think the over makes a lot of sense and i'm gonna go with gibby on this one
1: yeah i mean they they paid to let him go as well because they were like we, we need like, to get something so we'll even pay some of his contract to send 50 away our best million, 50, 50 million historic player i mean incredible but at least charlie blackman's still there and hasn't hasn't cut his facial hair um I next know. on the list we will go uh Yeah, I think I lean over that when you said Phillies. Uh, Next, we'll go to the Mets at the Cardinals, which this might be the game of the night. Uh, Max Scherzer visiting Miles Michaelis. Uh, Scherzer, a pretty hefty road favorite, minus 140 right now. Uh, Michaelis with a really good start his last time out. Uh, Do you think that he can do it again against these uh, piping hot Medis?
0: I don't know, man. Um, I I think. I mean, look at Scherzer's numbers, man. Three and out, two two five zero ERA, twenty three strikeouts. His He's is, so good. Uh, he is so good. I mean, his. Did you see his last start in um, in New York? He was every dotting up every the time
1: change-up. Max Scherzer is an underdog, I want to bet him, and that, that's basically how it goes. Clearly, it's not the case here in this one. Yeah, but, minus one forty. Yeah, I, yeah I, I look, mean, and, and
0: I I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Mets here, and I think I'm gonna go the under. It's the, the over under is at seven, and I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna go with the under there. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game. Michaelis has had so far some success, one seven six era. And this, this this kind of matchup, there's kind of a little rivalry. I don't, I don't know if you have ever like been following the Mets and Cardinals over the last decade or so, but you know, you can even date it back to when David Wright and Jose Reyes were on that team when you know, versing the Cardinals and Andy Chavez with the catch at the wall. Ooh, ooh, yeah, this yeah. this is a little dated back rivalry, but I kind of I do like the Metsies here. It's hard to bet against Max Scherzer, as you alluded to. Yeah,
1: I I think I need someone a lot better at missing bats than Miles Michaelis. But you know, the right. Cardinals they they've been pretty good to start the year. I think um pr- played really well at at Milwaukee in a series that I highlighted last weekend. So um we'll we'll see about kind of where that one goes. I. I I don't know. Max Scherzer's hard to really – not a guy I want to bet against, really. Next we'll go Dodgers visiting Arizona. Walker Buehler at Merrill Kelly, who's actually been awesome to start the year, Merrill Kelly. Um, has had some good fits and starts or some good, good showings in the past, but has really put it together so far. Um, currently the Dodgers are a minus 179 favorite. And I got to say, still a little bit too much pitch to contact for me to, uh, to back Miles, or
0: Merrill Kelly here. And Walker Buehler, I picked him to win the Cy Young. How can I go against him? Get your boys off to kind of like a not not terrible one and one 4.02 ERA or 11Ks. Mira Kelly's low got expectations that. Nice, is what I would say. Yes, call and it. it's early, kids. It's early. Miro Kelly's got the nice ERA 0.59. I think that ERA is going to be above one after, <laughs> after the game. I think it should be a few runs. It's in Arizona. It is thin air over there in Arizona. The ball is going to be flying. So I think it's going to be a safe bet. Betting with uh, Walker Bueller in the Dodgers. Yeah, league. I I
1: would agree. Thank you for going out on a limb for our listeners. I do believe that ERA will climb <laughs> above one. Uh, I know over unders eight and a half. You know, it's it's uh it's one of those. I just I don't how do you bet against the Dodgers right now? You got to have someone who's really good or be on a good team. And I don't think Arizona fits either of those categories. So now we'll move to the AL. Uh, another short slate, but here here's what we Only got. Another games. pretty good matchup. We've got Red Sox visiting. The Toronto Blue Jays, uh, who we just highlighted, came off a really big series. Again, young team. We'll see how they bounce back from winning two out of three and losing on a walk-off today is pretty disappointing. Uh, but Nate Ivaldi visiting Jose Barrios, currently Barrios, a minus-123 favorite. Pretty short at home. I know he's a Twins guy, so you probably like clink, clink, some Bud Lights with him or something like that while you're there. Uh, you don't have to divulge that information on, on this no, podcast, no but whatever you want. Boys. I'm, no, I'm sure everyone would love to. I mean, yeah, you know, what happens in Minneapolis stays in Minneapolis or whatever, but <laughs> um, so slight favorite. I mean, the Jays, I got to say it, only minus 123. It's pretty low for a home team that's good. Uh, I do agree that the – or realize that the Red Sox t- kind of carry some weight and the markets, believes in them, I think, a little bit more than others. It's a big matchup. Both teams are, are clearly going for it, trying to make the playoffs. Nathan Eovaldi good. good. Uh, Brios has been a little bit, I think – Worse than a lot of people expected he would be so far this season, uh, but hasn't really been getting punished for it. W- what
0: do you see in this one? I talk a lot about so far, this in this podcast being our ninth episode, talking about how guys, um, this is their bounce back. Like this is going to be the start that starts off their season. And, you know, everyone at home, look, you might see your favorite starter, your favorite ace, who's off to a rough start. You guys got to remember that there's only three weeks of spring training, so some some players are maybe getting even even hitters as well are kind of getting out of that spring training mode. So if you're a betting man and you're betting on some games, that's something to you know take notice. That look, there's sometimes a starter might have a few more weeks to get started. I mean, Mark Teixeira was the slowest starter of all time. He took about a month and a half to get ready, and then he went off. I mean, I could I can go on forever with that, but for this game. Jose Barrios, I think this is his start to get himself on the right mode, and this is a really good lineup. And I think having a bounce back start against the Sox at home will bring some more confidence with him going forward. I do like Iovali. I think he's got he's got a great
1: arm. He's been a great pitcher. He's been all over this division with the Rays, the Yankees, and now with the Red Sox, and won a World Series, all that sort of stuff. It feels really short. This number feels really short to me, and makes me uh, maybe might bring it up later in the show. Um, but I got to say the Jays, I mean, had a pretty good series this weekend traveling back from Houston, not the greatest situation, but Red Sox have a similar travel plan from Tampa and JD Martinez didn't play all weekend with a a doctor injury, uh, groin, I guess for the others. I'm not sure what the difference is, but I guess they're the same, um, and so that lineup looks a lot thinner without him in there. Like seeing Jackie Bradley Jr. hitting sixth on Saturday was part of why I think they're getting no hit through nine innings. Fortunately, went to extras, but then I had one of the worst beats of the season so far. Um, so I'll, I'll I promise I was going to not talk about that anymore. But um, Red Sox lineup just not looking as long to me right now. What What do you think?
0: Yeah, um, when you have Jackie Bradley Jr. batting sixth in your lineup, kind of tough. And that Rays game on Saturday was incredible. So um, I'm I'm going to go with the Jays here. Like I said before, okay. I think, I think this is the bounce back game that Barrios needs. Cool.
1: Um, next we'll go to a, a battle right in the deep part of Texas, uh, Houston visiting the Texas Rangers. There's a, a fairly decent sized rivalry here about uh, Astros fans. that like to call the Rangers Arlington instead of Texas, because uh, it's not the whole state, you know, technically. Um, friend of mine said he's going to take me, but I think his girlfriend is uh, pulling a, a, a power rank card here, and I'm not going to this game, unfortunately. But whatever, next time. It. I hate to see it. Yeah, I hate to see it. Next one. So, whatever. Frambois Valdez. would have been nice to see, you know, that nasty sinker. Uh, he's visiting Dane Dunning, who actually saw – I mean, not to brag, but I did see him. this A similar matchup against the, the Mariners la- last year. It's your your old guy, Justice Sheffield. Uh, but anyway, he's, I, don't know, I think he's in the bullpen now, so we don't need to talk about him right now. Uh, but anyway, Astros minus 131 favorites on the road, totals eight and a half. Uh, Rangers haven't been good, as you said. They're four and a half games back in just two weeks of season. Uh, they did get, I think, had a decent series at Oakland, but really weren't playing well to start the year. Uh, Astros pretty disappointing, but got a good win today in walk-off fashion. That shouldn't have been that close. But, uh, you know, what, what do you think about Frommer Valdez? He's been a little wild so far.
0: Yeah, one on one record so far. I'm um I'm not so excited on on this matchup. Uh, I, I do will give you a winner, though. I think Valdez will will carve up this this Rangers offense. Um ha, he really does have some nasty stuff. He's more of a um, you know, one of those crafty left-handed pitchers, not very overpowering, but he'll get the job done. Um watching him in the postseason was pretty impressive the last few years. So uh, I'm gonna yeah. go with Valdez and the Astros. I'm a little worried about the Astros'
1: bullpen right now. Preston on the IL. Uh, Naries have not been very good in the
0: closer role, and I think that's part of the reason why they that guy's uh, never lost the to the Jays. Yeah, Jesus, I mean, true. He's so bad, man. He With Seattle and then, I mean, Philly, dude, he was just letting up bomb after bomb. It's funny because, but when you see them change jerseys, all of a sudden you get this newfound optimism that he's actually good. <laughs> and, and that changeup is actually going to like. He throws 98 and his changeup yeah. drops, you know, three feet. Let's see if it can actually work. And then, you know, like we talked about before, you can't be throwing middle middle 98 because someone's going to hit it. That That is the theme of this podcast. Don't throw it middle middle. Uh, yes.
1: Last but not least the uh, before we get to our best bets, thanks for everyone for hanging in there. Uh, we got the Cleveland guardians uh, guardians for everyone. Guardians, um, Shane Bieber on the road at Michael Lorenzen for the angels who had a wild series with the Orioles. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where I'm looking at Shane Bieber minus 120 on the road over under is eight, though very juiced. It looks like the under or all over the place across the map. So we'll give totals eight on that one. Uh, I'm not sure what I really think about Michael Lorenzen in the starter role. I do think that Shane Bieber, is his velocity is way down, so he's really just a slider guy right now, which makes me worried about his arms longevity, uh, but it seems relatively healthy for now. Guardians have played pretty well until they went to the Bronx and got smacked around uh, this weekend. Um, got any takeaways on the Guardians? Because I'm not, I'm not sure that I love Bieber as a road favorite.
0: Yeah, you know what? This, this Guardians team has had a, kind of an unfortunate weekend in the Bronx, dealing with uh, a little walk-off loss, getting blown out on Sunday, and also dealing with some nasty fans. But I think Beebs is going to car up this offense. I know the offense for the Angels had themselves a weekend. Trout hit two dingers. Um, I think this is a, a, a nice road victory for Biebs. I love yeah. watching Bieber, wow. man. I think his okay. stuff is – I know his velocity might be down, but the kid can still throw the breaking ball. Nice change up. Slide piece is one of the better ones in the game. He, he If you watch him pitch, if you guys are listening, watch him pitch, he hides the ball so well, and that is so hard to do, and that's so hard to hit as an offense. I've heard guys back in college that would hide the ball to the very last second you couldn't hit it. And something along the lines like Bieber, he's one of the best to do in the game. So um, hopefully Bieber has a nice night against this offense was kind of been kind of impressive so far nine seven record um I, i'm gonna go Beebs though Broadway, i mean i've road been road on the road. record
1: on on this podcast I've, I've said it loud and proud that i don't believe in the angels um and it's weird that i'm kind you of you and everybody my, else my tune yeah i mean I, they, their lineup though i feel like they can give beaver some problems i just don't know that i trust lorenzen uh, enough for uh, a play tomorrow so now you've come and why everyone's hung around for a best bet portion of the show i'll lead it off Give you a little bit more time to uh, to make sure you got your Ps and Qs, uh, your eyes your eyes dotted, your Ts crossed. I'm gonna go like I alluded to earlier. I'm gonna go Jays, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Jose Barrios, minus 123 at home. I haven't given a, fa- a favorite just yet in this podcast. Um, two and two so far, so I've made you some money if you've you've been playing along, uh, but not as much as I'd like to. So uh, stick stay tuned. We're gonna be making more of that. I just feel like the the Red Sox lineup is. Is really not looking very strong, not looking very deep without J.D. Martinez. Maybe he returns for this one. Uh, but even worse than that, the the Red Sox bullpen is all over the place right now. Hansel Robles with that blown save on Saturday, which I said I was going to mention three times ago, but whatever. Um, do I don't it. like Jake Diekman. Matt Barnes coming in in the sixth inning or something today. Uh, not a great sign, especially with Tanner Haup not making the trip to Toronto because he's unvaccinated. That was something I found out today. Um, good for good for fantasy news that's why he pitched out of the bullpen after starting the last couple games uh, so that'll be something to watch but I guess they're they're probably not going to Toronto more than three times this year um, but anyway like the Jays think that number is a little too short uh, so that's that's my best bet what do you got Taylor
0: my best bet is gonna be the New York Mets in the St. Louis Cardinals game I'm gonna go like I said before Scherzer all day in the under seven Scherzer's gonna dice up this really, really hard Cardinals lineup. Arenado's turning into an an MVP type player right now, so I'm gonna go with the Max Scherzer in the New York Mets. Griff, give us your Twitter handle, and we will wrap things up. Sure. Uh, also, seven's a pretty key number, so if
1: you're listening and want to play now, it's pretty juiced. Um, I would grab that sooner rather than later because six and a half is a big, big difference. Um, so, and, and as you said. You can find me on Twitter. Feel free to hit Taylor up about anything. We love the discussion and uh, we, I mean, the more the merrier, but I'm at the real underscore G Warner. So find me on there.
0: My Twitter handle is at Taylor Ringgold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. This has been another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition, a ton of baseball talk on a short baseball schedule for Monday. We will see you kiddos on Friday. Good luck betting. Good luck with your bet during the week, and we will see you on Friday.